A trumpet must sound. Hi, everyone. I'm Bill Nordstrom, and welcome to the program today. Our goal, as we've presented the critical musts, is to show they are specific biblical events that must occur before and during the Great Tribulation and the return of Jesus Christ. Certainly, there have been numerous dates and times set by numerous proponents of biblical end times that have captured the attention and the finances of believers only to be found as a false alarm. As my good friend Reggie Kelly likes to say, we must avoid the false alarms of prophetic speculation. And as Jesus said, let no man deceive you, the end is not yet. As we look at the must event of the sounding of the trumpets, we want to know when they occur and what they bring. We believe they proceed from the middle of Daniel's 70th week, that that week that marks the abomination of desolation and the great tribulation, when the 144,000 are sealed and continue to the last or seventh trumpet, which is the Lord's return and the beginning of his millennial reign. In fact, and and this is really important, the final three trumpets, five, six, and seven, occur during the end, toward the end of the three and a half years, during what the Bible shows as the three woes. Revelation 8, verse 12. Then the fourth angel sounded, and a third of the sun was struck, a third of the moon, a third of the stars, so that a third of them were darkened. A third of the day did not shine, and likewise the night. And I looked, and I heard an angel flying through the midst of the heavens, saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth, because of the remaining blasts of the trumpet of the three angels who are about to sound. Those three trumpets are what we want to focus on, in particular, the seventh trumpet. The first woe, Revelation 9, verse 1. Then the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fallen from heaven to the earth. To him was given the key to the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit, and smoke arose out of the pit like the smoke of a great furnace. So the sun and the air were darkened because of the smoke of the pit. Now we'll jump to verse 12. One woe is past. Behold, still two more woes are coming after these things. Clearly, this is the time of the Great Tribulation. Then, verse 13, the sixth angel sounded, the second woe, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar which is before God, saying to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, Release the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates. So the four angels who had been prepared for the hour and the day and the month and the year were released to kill a third of mankind. Again, clearly, this is, this is the time of the Great Tribulation, the final three and a half years. When we arrive at chapter 11, where we looked closely at the ministry of the two witnesses in our last episode, we see when the witnesses finish their testimony— they're killed and after, after three and a half days, resurrected and ascend into heaven. 
Revelation 11:14. The second woe is past. Behold, the third woe is coming quickly. Verse 15. Then the seventh angel sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And then in Revelation 10:7, But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God should be finished, as he hath declared to his servants the prophets. There's a, there's a finality to that seventh or last trumpet. It's what the prophets spoke going all the way back to Moses. Clearly, this is the second coming of Jesus, the first resurrection, catching up of the redeemed and all Israel recognizing their Messiah and born again in a day. So now, with a better understanding of the trumpets and when they actually will occur in the final three and a half years, we see especially the final three are sounded in a rather compressed period of time toward the end of that final three and a half years of the Great Tribulation. In particular, I want to take a few minutes to focus in on that seventh trumpet, and the controversy that surrounds that final sounding before the coming of Jesus. I would suggest there's little argument in the church over the sounding of the trumpet, the seventh trumpet, but there is significant disagreement over when it will sound. The trumpet is clearly associated with a a resurrection and a glorification that uh, leads to the culmination of this present age. The time of the sounding of the seventh trumpet is is clearly associated with the return of the Lord. We just saw that with the sounding of the third woe, which came very quickly after the second woe. The argument of timing centers around the Apostle Paul's last trumpet that we read about in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Let's start with, with verse 50. Now this I say, brethren, speaking to the church, that flesh and blood cannot enter the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we, we all shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible puts on incorruption, and this mortal puts on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that's written, Death is swallowed up in victory. What we see here is Paul's last trumpet in verse 52 is viewed by many of our pre-tribulation rapture friends as the trumpet of the catching up or, or the rapture. And that's true. But they also believe and insist that that last trumpet sounds seven years earlier in a pre-tribulation rapture. And that position has been a significant part of the rapture debate. Just when does the rapture occur? So that's the question. Is Paul's last trumpet somehow a a different last trumpet 
that comes seven years before John's seventh trumpet. Now, I hope that's not confusing, but that's the pre-trib position. Let me repeat that. Is Paul's last trumpet somehow different? Is it a different trumpet that comes seven years before John's seventh trumpet in the book of Revelation? I suggest the key to knowing where that trumpet sounds is where we locate the day of the Lord. That final day of this age, that one day, that one great event that contains so many different activities, including the rapture, and the first resurrection. Consider the following evidence. The seventh or last trumpet is indeed the time for that catching up. Let's read from Isaiah 27, verse 12. And it shall come to pass in that day, now what day is that? That's the day of the Lord, that the Lord will thresh from the channel of the river Euphrates to the brook of Egypt, the Nile, And you will be gathered one by one, O you children of Israel. So it shall be in that day the great trumpet will be blown. They will come who are about to perish in the land of Assyria, and they who are outcasts in the land of Egypt, and shall worship the Lord in the holy mountain at Jerusalem. Clearly, the day of the Lord, the rapture, all Israel saved in a day, all the great events that end this age and take the resurrected and redeemed into the millennial rule and reign of Christ. Twice the prophet Isaiah says the trumpet will be blown on that day, the day of the Lord. One great event, many age-ending activity. Here's Jesus in the Olivet Discourse in Matthew 24, verse 31. And he will send his angels with the great sound of a trumpet, And they will gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. Sounds like a rapture to me. So both Isaiah and Jesus speak of the sound of a great trumpet. Can that last trumpet, that great trumpet, be anything other than the seventh trumpet? No, it's the same trumpet. Now let's go to John's trumpet in Revelation chapter 11. Then the seventh angel sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven, saying, The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. Again, a rapture and the reign of Christ Jesus. And Paul's trumpet in 1 Corinthians 15. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall all be changed. A rapture. And Paul again in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up, rapture, together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. The great trumpet, the great sound of a trumpet, at the last trumpet, the seventh trumpet. We could be hard-pressed 
to accept that somehow Paul's last trumpet is a is an earlier sounding trumpet, seven years earlier, that precedes Jesus's trumpet in Matthew, that is unquestionably linked to the resurrection of the dead and his return. And John's trumpet in, in Revelation chapter 11, he, Jesus, will send his angels with the sound of a great trumpet, and they will gather together his elect. The sounding of the trumpet is connected to a day, a great day, a terrible day, a resurrection and a rapture. And as we, uh, as we taught earlier, if we look carefully, we will find the last three trumpets, the, the fifth, sixth, and seventh, are the last three woes and the conclusion of this age. It's all compact together in the Great Tribulation, the the final three and a half years. So we cannot conclude, as our pre-tribulationist friends do, the trumpet mentioned in Isaiah, Jesus, and John is somehow a different trumpet from the one mentioned by Paul. In other words, different trumpets for different comings. A trumpet that sounds seven years earlier could hardly be called the last. If Paul intended that distinction, why did he not more clearly distinguish his meaning for us? The great trumpet, the last trumpet, the seventh trumpet, all the same trumpet. (laughs) Now that's that's a lot of trumpet talk. So with the the sounding of the great last seventh trumpet, the day of the Lord must come. And that's the subject of our next and last critical must. We'll see you then. I'm Bill Nordstrom. God bless you.